the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fancy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FancySixPack.net. With me as usual, the uh, cheerful AJ Abergarth. Are you getting in the Christmas spirit now? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I love Christmas. It is my oh, favorite time of the year. Okay, we'll just forget the last two weeks opening conversation. That, that's uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good times. Um, all right, so. <clears throat> We've got the Chargers and the Raiders on the tube right now. Um, tie ball game 10-10, even though Derek Carr is out uh, fairly early in this game. It looked like a groin injury, so he's looking pretty unlikely to return. Um, but <clears throat> Marcus Mariota doesn't look too bad so far, so we'll, we'll see what goes on with this Raiders offense. Um and then obviously, you know, we, we all know the Eckler and Mike Williams, you know, discussions right before this game. So uh, we'll see. So far, the, the snap count is definitely for real because they don't look like they're really playing right now. Uh, the last couple of times I, I've looked before before we started the show. But before we move on, I just want to <clears throat> remind everybody to subscribe, follow us on YouTube, Periscope, wherever you listen. Uh, and watch us. Uh, we definitely appreciate the uh, the the follows and uh, the reviews and things like that. So we have a a guest with us tonight, Samantha Praviti, uh, writer for New York Post and co-host of the Deep Sleepers podcast. Uh, Samantha, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hey, how's it going tonight? Doing great. Uh, doing great because I am going up against Derek Carr in a super flex league right now. So yes, you, you and me both. Uh, cheers to that. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Cheers to that. Uh, and uh, speaking of cheers, let's uh, before we move into the, the weekly topics, let's let's do our beer of the week. Mm, beer. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so Samantha, as I kind of alluded to before the show, let you know we uh, you know we sip on something during the show. It looks like you are too, so um, we like to let everybody know what what we're drinking. So you can go first as the guest of honor. Well, it's kind of lame because I don't really drink a lot of beer, but I'm drinking a very basic black cherry white claw, um, basic girl, whatever. Hey, <laughs> you do you. it's fine. <laughs> delicious, easy to drink, and yeah, so love White Claws. That's fine with me. AJ, what you got tonight? All right, well, I'm going to uh, get get my light show going here, see if it'll show up on the on the feed, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> being uh, that it's the, the Christmas spirit here, I am drinking an eggnog with uh, 
Right. Evan Williams bourbon and uh, Christian Brothers brandy and wow. a little uh, dash or several of cinnamon. I did not have any cinnamon sticks, so working with what I got here in a really sweet yeah, plastic uh, wine goblet of sorts. So, what the hell is you happening? know, wow. <laughs> All right, uh, so I'm, I'm drinking a beer, and it's a uh, Astro Labs Brewing Super Grooviest. Uh, it's a triple IPA, 10.2%, so this will be a fun show. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, dude, it's super smooth for, for a triple. Uh, not a lot of bite to it, even though you can tell it's, it's really hoppy, but like they, I don't know what they've done to it. It's just real smooth and creamy at the same time, so it's it goes down fast. I, I got to be careful with it, but it's good, man. I gave it a four, a four and a half on, on, on tap. I like it a lot. So Jeff is drinking a Christmas ale. Is that Breckenridge Brewing? Nice. Breckenridge Brewing, love it. Amazing! Uh, oh my goodness, I love Breckenridge and Bowman tomorrow. So awesome. It kind of it kind of stinks because like I'm not staying the night or anything, so I can't have that like post ski beer, which totally hits different than any other beer that you have. So yeah, I have to wait till I have to get. Back to Denver, but it's fine. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so let's let's jump into our weekly topics as we're heading into the second week of fantasy playoffs, the semifinals for most of us. Uh, we're just gonna kind of rip through some some news and notes and just some interesting topics. I mean, I don't know how we all start off with this one. From from Monday night, I mean, the the million dollar question that went on everybody's mind is, I mean, did, did Lamar poop or or, or not? <laughs> I mean, we we got to do it. I mean, Twitter was just blowing up big time on this <laughs> in more ways than one. I think he should just like own it. Like, what's the big deal? I don't know. I kind of think it's funny, and he also came out guns a blazing and won the game. So I know, right? And you look at how he was walking, and I mean, I've had some leg cramps before, but I've also had some stomach cramps, Um, so that was a stomach cramp walk if I've ever seen one, so I don't want to hear this, oh, I wasn't doing the poop, yeah, okay, just, I agree, own it, move on, you won the game, thanks to that, I guess, Um, you know, whatever, Burst of energy you got from it. Congrats. I mean, it definitely made him look lighter, so whatever. Um, <laughs> moving on. This was your idea, Jeff. Shut up. <laughs> Give us crap about this topic. <laughs> Pun intended. Sorry. Yes, it was. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to something for real. So, first time all this year, we've got Saturday games. Any concern for any of these Saturday games? You know, short week for some, you know, for these teams. I know it's just one day, but sometimes that matters. Bills and Broncos, Panthers and Packers. And any issues, concerns about these games at all? I don't have any concerns personally. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I, I don't either. I mean, some people do. Some people don't like to play these games where, you know, you've, you've got players playing early. Um, you know, it's, it's always sort of an interesting, you know, you get people to like, should I play him now or wait for this guy later and, and things like that. Um, you know, I think when you're looking at the Bills players, I think you're absolutely playing, you know, 
Josh Allen, you're playing Diggs. Uh, I, I'd probably stay away from everybody else. Uh, Broncos, not a lot to love <laughs> unless you're just kind of reaching on Tim Patrick in the flex. The Panthers, I mean, uh, DJ Moore, Mike Davis, maybe some Robbie Anderson, possibly. The Packers are probably just Aaron Jones, <clears throat> you know, the usual Aaron Jones, Adams, and uh, Rodgers, obviously. No, nobody else. Well, Tunyon, I suppose, too. Um, I don't know. It, yeah, it's just, you know, it, you get these questions on Twitter all the time, but just about, you know, these Saturday games, these early games. You get them a lot, obviously, but Thursday. People love to avoid the Thursday games, but we're finding out that you probably shouldn't do that anymore because they're actually somewhat high scoring now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. AJ, you got any, any thoughts about these Saturday games? No, but I love the uh, the Tyron Johnson touchdown right here since I just Yo! picked him up and uh, grabbed him and threw him into my lineup for tonight. So, thanks, bro. You're helping all of my that things that me? are meaningless. Um, no, because I didn't pick anybody up in Crab Cake. Thanks, Six Pack. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, right. yeah, we are playing crab cake. Just kidding. You yelled at me for picking people up yes, in fantasy. I, know. I just back. realized that as I was saying it. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, but no, Saturday games, I mean, whatever. It's just another day for football to take over. So uh, I'm okay with it. I will say this. As somebody who ranks, I really despise the Saturday games. It's just another day I have to pay way too much more attention to. <laughs> I'd like to just have Saturday off. Thank you, NFL. Go away. Um, all right. Into some real talk. Jalen Hurts, his first start was uh, rather successful. Uh, not a lot of people predicted that to be a good start for him against New Orleans. Defense that was rolling. Uh, he ran for over 100 yards. I mean, didn't throw for a time, but didn't need to. <clears throat> you know, is he is he a streamer play now going forward if, you know, if he does actually get all the rest of the starts, Samantha? I mean, I think he's a streamer play. The rushing gives you a really, really safe floor. And, I mean, he's probably in the conversation for top 12 this week, maybe right on that cusp there around, like, Jared Goff, I would say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would start him over guys like, for sure, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, right. guys like that. So, yeah, certainly feel like you could stream him this week. Yeah, I, I like the matchup with, with Arizona as well. Um, I mean, these teams used to play each other all the time anyways when they were in the same division. Um, so they're familiar from eons ago. Not really the same teams now, but, you know, I think that Hertz will come in here and, I mean, he's still going to have a chip on his shoulder. He he wants this job, and he played a hell of a lot better than Wentz really has last week. And like you said, he didn't throw for a lot of yards, but he was pretty efficient, um, you know, for you know, his first start. And the rushing yards were, were phenomenal. Uh, and that's what I talked about last week, too, that he's going to have that extra element where he can get out into space where Carson Wentz can't. So, um, yeah, I, I like him this week as well. Next week in championship week, they got Dallas. So, okay, that's a nice, yeah. uh, game winner right there. So. Yeah, I, w- I was just gonna ask about the Week 16 matchup too, where he gets where he gets Dallas, and it's, that just screams championship all over for some reason to me. Like he's a guy you're gonna get a pick up late, and yeah, you know, he, he's gonna be able to 
do what he wants to do against that terrible Dallas defense. I don't know. Maybe the division game, you know, maybe the de- defense shows up, but it just doesn't feel that way for Dallas this year at all. They, they just have, they've mailed it in big time. Um, uh, Samantha, you agree with that? Like next week, absolute play. Like unless you've got one of those like top six, seven guys, maybe, maybe even less. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, barring some kind of implosion this week, not that I think that that will happen, but also we have to remember that it's a very small sample size that we've seen. I think it's great and encouraging, and he went against a really legit defense, and obviously Dallas is not, so I don't think they're going to show up or anything like that, but there is the risk that he may, that maybe was just like he caught the Saints with their pants down type thing, and Maybe yeah. people get a little more tape on him, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, like Dallas ranks dead last in points allowed in the league, so I think it is a good matchup. So probably low end QB, mid mid to low end QB one for next week. Yeah, that's a great. That is something to think about, though. Like you know, if he, new quarterback, nobody's got tape on him. You know, you don't really know what to expect. You know, we've seen taste. We saw what Taysom Hill could do. With the Saints, and, and yeah, it's not earth-shattering, like, really good quarterback play from, like, an NFL standpoint, but for fantasy-wise, like, we love it because he's running a lot, he's scoring the touchdowns, and that's all we care about. Um, you could lose every game, and as long as you score 20 fantasy points, we're happy with you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, moving on here, talking about these Saints, there's rumor, you know, that there's talk that Drew Brees could return this week. Uh, it was... He is practicing. He's getting some first-team reps. Hasn't quite been clear to play, but you know, just want to get your thoughts on when he returns. You know, it sounds weird to say at this point, but like, is it an actual upgrade from Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas with Drew Brees this season was bad. Um, and granted, we know last year, but he was bad this season. Hill is just peppering him with targets nonstop, and so Thomas has been unbelievable with him. You know, is it an actual upgrade for Michael Thomas if Drew Brees is the starter? Who's my brother, yeah. too? Yeah, oh, sorry. yeah, sorry, you can go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm out of that. Oh, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure that it would be a serious upgrade because, like you said, he wasn't performant before when Drew Brees was healthy because we definitely saw the arm strength waning. Um which, you know, on the other side, though, like, really helps Alvin Kamara because he's, like, the king of the screen pass. So it doesn't matter if Breeze has no arm strength. He will definitely be an upgrade. We saw those receiving yards really take a big hit with Taysom Hill. So probably not an upgrade for Thomas, but probably a decent upgrade for Kamara. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with the Kamara side of it. AJ, what, what are your thoughts there with, with Alvin Kamara? Uh, Kamara, yeah, 100% agree there. Um, Thomas, I think, you know, again, we're looking at last year versus a small sample size for this year um, because Thomas has missed so much time himself. Uh, you know, I, I think Kamara, though, I'm sure he's waiting for Drew Brees to get back because his stats have taken such a Lamar on everything with Hill in. So, I think he needs to just get get Breeze back in there um, for his own sake. But I, I don't know why they're going away from him, personally. Are, are we making that a verb, like taking a Lamar? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we should. Started here. Well, start started in Cleveland. 
<laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we're, we we've just circled back. We were we're <laughs> keep drinking that eggnog, AJ. It's suiting you well. All right. Uh yeah, no, I totally agree That's my with my favorite part of the holidays. Like, That's like, why you're in the Christmas spirit. You're drinking the Christmas spirit. Exactly. Yeah, all right. We're, I'm, I'm fine with that. We are the fancy six-pack, but that's fine. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I think, I don't know if it's much of a downgrade for Thomas. I think it might just be kind of neutral. I think, obviously, when, when Thomas was playing with Bruce early on, he wasn't 100% healthy, so that, I don't think that helped anything. I think once Breeze got injured, Hill, you know, Thomas was – a little bit more healthy than when he was like, what, a game and a half off of that, that injury that held him out for so long. And then Kamara, he's been coming on a little bit more. But, yeah, that's the big winner there is Kamara when Breeze plays. So you, got, you all are uh, spot on there. Uh, last topic we've got <clears throat> is Baker Mayfield. He's uh, kind of lighting it up recently. I mean, it's weird to say, but is he actually a streamer option for playoff teams, you know, fantasy playoff teams these last couple of weeks? Samantha, what do you think? I mean, I'm not, I would not suggest a stream this week. Next week, he gets the Jets, so that's a fantastic matchup. Yeah. But this week, the Giants are actually sneaky good against quarterbacks. Like, they give up the fifth fewest points, uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks. So, I don't love this game. I feel like this is a game that could be pretty low scoring. And I just feel like they're going to hammer the run. It's going to be a big Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt game. And, yeah, I just feel like it'll be a more conservative game for Baker because that Giants defense has looked actually pretty decent recently. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people just look at the Giants and think they're trash, and then yeah. just it's very easy to think that it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I do it too. I look at them like, oh, the Giants, yeah, and I'm like, oh wait, no, they're actually decent. Like, yeah. especially especially more recently too. Like, they started off pretty bad, but they've gotten yeah. much better the last like five or six weeks. So, be careful with that start, uh, everybody. I, I'm hoping you got a better option at this point. Um, I mean, AJ, what, what are your thoughts there? Like, if you can make it past this week and, you know, obviously starting somebody else, hopefully. But if you can make it past this week and you get Baker versus the Jets, is that something you're really eyeing up and, and you know, plugging in unless you've got, like, a Mahomes or, you know, those types of guys? Yeah, I mean, the, the quarterbacks that I really like in Week 16 are Brady, uh, Rodgers, because their matchups are so nice. And Baker, I mean, he's got a great matchup, and we already already talked about Hurts and his matchup. But um, you know, the the New Jersey Jets, uh, as we can call them, are terrible. You know, they're they're fighting off Jacksonville for worst in the league to get a draft pick. You know, the first pick, and Baker's been destroying the last two weeks. Um, Ironically, he has two threes and one four in his yardage totals, 334 to 343. Um, I'm weird with numbers, too. But I, I don't like him this week at all. Uh, the Giants, we've already said, are, are good defense. I mean, hell, they're, what, a game out of first place in the NFC East? So <laughs> that's uh, that says something, right? Um <laughs> No, did not. That does, that does matter. So James Bradbury is on the COVID list. So that does matter. That'll probably bump him up a little bit. But I still think that Giants defense is good enough to not make him a like a 
lock-in starter this week. Uh, but that doesn't help. Oh, right, yeah. Jeff, Jeff just brings up that they don't know if it's the close contact thing where he could get cleared before the game or or if it's actually a positive test or not to where he had to, to you know, <clears throat> stay away from the team for a little while. So, yeah, it, that's something to watch out for. That definitely moves him up into the Big Ben territory for me if he is out, but he's not going to jump into the top 10 or 12. So I don't think he's a very useful starter in most cases. At this point, you've probably got a better quarterback than Baker. If you somehow uh, tripped into the playoffs in the semifinals and you're starting Baker Mayfield, you have one hell of a team. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what you did, but uh, call me because I want to know. Uh, that's <laughs> he's been did bad. He draft CMC or <laughs> Saquon. Yeah, <laughs> or. Mixon or any of the other running backs not named Kamara or Cook. Henry. <laughs> yeah, or Henry. Yeah. That's true. All right, so Samantha, um, we want to get your thoughts this week on some DFS plays, some stacks that you like, whatever it is. Uh, we'll give you the floor here, just kind of let you go, and, and we'll respond as uh, as we see fit. So sure. you take, yeah. take the lead. Sure. Uh, there are three stacks that I really like for this league. It would be the Titans versus the Lions. So Tannehill is 6,700. I mean, Henry is the most expensive running back on the board this week at 9,500. And then AJ Brown is 7,600 and Corey Davis is 5,800. I actually love Davis at that number. That is like, I feel like a steal. Um, Lions allow the fourth most points to receivers. The line is 10.5, meaning that, I mean, the Vegas just thinks that the Titans are going to absolutely blow out the Lions, which feels very possible, especially if, I mean, the only risk, quote unquote, here is that, like, they fall, like, the Lions fall, fall behind so far that the Titans don't feel like they have to throw too much. So that is a little bit of a risk that they end up just giving the ball to Derrick Henry the whole time and running out the clock, but... Um, really like that stack in general. Um, the Rams versus the Jets. We just talked about how the Jets are like basically not good at anything. Um, Goff is sixty three hundred. Cup is seven thousand, and Woods is sixty eight hundred. Um, Akers is sixty six hundred, which is I like him a lot this week. But the Jets, <laughs> of the things that they can do, they have been somewhat decent against running backs, but. In terms of the other side, um, they are also giving up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks and the sixth most wide receivers. So really like that stack. And then the last one that I like is the Colts versus the Texans. Um, Rivers is 5,900, which is dirt cheap. And then you've got Jonathan Taylor, who I absolutely love this week. The Texans are giving up like so many yards to running backs. He is 7,200. And then uh, T.Y. Hilton is 5,500, another guy that I think is a steal um I don't think that Bradley Roby is going to be playing and T.Y. has really turned a corner in the last three weeks he's finished as wide receiver 14 wide receiver 6 and wide receiver 3 and half PPR so really excited about uh that stack as well so those are the three stacks that I have in mind what do you guys think of those yeah yeah I like the T.Y. call I mean he's finally the old T.Y. that we're used to seeing these past three weeks. Yeah, I mean, it took three years, but okay, we're good. Um, and he just lit up Houston for 110 yards uh, on, on eight touches, 11 targets, had a, a touchdown. So, 
I don't see why he can't do that again uh, or similar to that. Um, he He's a, a bona fide blowout pick this week, and, and Taylor is too, in my mind. Um, as far as the other games, uh, I, I, I'm all over the Titans too. Uh, Lions, nothing there that I really like. Uh, you know, too many injuries, too much of a headache to deal with. So why not take somebody that's going to beat up on them? Uh, Rams Jets is interesting to me. I think um, I think there's there's a lot of plays there. Woods is kind of dealing with with some injury issues. So you know, depending on if you're going to go after him, you could always try to keep an eye on Reynolds too and see if Woods is out. And Reynolds is uh, a nice play at probably a pretty nice number. Uh, I'm not sure what he's at right now. Myself, he but, is 3,700, which is oh, yeah. basically the minimum. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, if if Woods is out, you know, then he's definitely the play because um, they're just not throwing to Everett or Higby at all anymore. It seems like um, now that Acres has really stepped up, and uh, you know, Cobb and Woods have been there all season. So, yeah, my only thought with that, and, and you kind of said it too, is with that Titans game. It's like they could get out to such a big lead, they just stop passing. And yeah. so that that's my only fear with with that stack. And so I may not, I you know I, I've looked at Tannehill and AJ Brown and so like that as like a possible play, um, and, and thought about it. But you know, you, this feels like another Henry game. And as Jeff alluded to last week, it's December, so it's always a Henry week. Um, and he's right. I mean, it, look at last year and then in the playoffs, he's just a complete monster. Once the calendar turns to December. You know, even late November, teams just don't want to tackle this guy in, in when it's cold and they're tired, the season's long. It's just what I like. I wouldn't want to tackle him either. Dude. Who wants to tackle him ever? I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. a grown ass man. Yeah, he's so big and so fast. Like, this breakaway speed always shocks me. Every time he, like, gets ahead of somebody, like, oh, they can catch him. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> like, he's a how is- He's a. The- Best pure rusher to watch in the NFL, in my opinion. Like he, I mean, it's him and Nick Chubb. I feel like one and two. But. Yeah, like the old school style, like pure rusher too. It's so fun to watch. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like all those stacks that that you mentioned. Um, you know, the AJ mentioned the the listing. I was going to say that too. So that's that's the one thing to watch out there for. So yeah, I think the only the only thing with Henry they need to do is. Uh, redo that commercial with James Harrison tackling the skinny white guy and try to make that guy Henry. And then let's see how that turns out. That would be interesting. <laughs> okay. That photo of him with Dion Lewis, like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, my brain for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, Fantastic. like, bring your child to work day. <laughs> <laughs> bring your child to work day. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. I remember that. That was last year, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> Back when everybody thought Deion Lewis was a thing, still. Man, <laughs> we're wrong. I mean, uh, yes. I was there. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought he was a thing. Only this year, but, uh, it was like, nope. I know, right? All right. So, you got any uh, any other plays that you like? Any other players? Just kind yeah. Of I'll give you a few other guys um, that I like in the mid-range and then a couple sure. of dark throwy guys. So I really like Brandon Ayuk this week at 6,300. Yeah. He had 16 targets last week against Washington, which is 
absolutely insane. They face the Cowboys this week, who we have already just ragged on at Infinitum. Debo Samuel's presumably out for the season. So I think he is like a borderline wide receiver one. You're getting him at 6,300. So it feels like he will easily return on that investment. Jalen Hurts at 5,900. The rushing just gives you such a great floor, and there is a lot of upside, I feel like. I think the Cardinals are kind of like a middle-of-the-road defense, So, and we saw how he performed against the Saints, who were actually really good. Like They hadn't allowed like a 100-yard rusher in a really long time, and they allowed two last Sunday, so that was great. And um, Jeff Wilson at 5,100, um, even if Raheem Mostert plays, I kind of feel like he's like hobbles the ankle whatever has never really healed from the high ankle sprain that made him miss four games this year um i mean shanahan loves to use the committee so he's definitely going to be used in some way and if most misses the game he is like a locked and loaded rb2 and then um jk dobbins at 5900 just love that guy so um just feel like he is now finally taking control of that backfield yes gus Hubbard is going going to be sprinkled in a little bit but uh, not a little bit. He is going to be sprinkled in, but this offense just loves to run the ball. So yeah. love J.K. Dobbins as well. And then two dark throw guys that I like, Chad Hampton at 4,200. The matchup is not super, super great, but he led the team in targets last week, caught all seven targets for 56 yards. Um, QT got three targets for 24 yards and a touchdown, but I kind of think that uh, he's been a pretty attractive guy for DFS. And then Lynn Bowden at 3,600. He definitely saw additional work with Miles Gaskin kind of on that surprise Saturday news drop that he would be on the COVID reserve list. Um, he's super versatile, especially because you're getting the full PPR. Um, really, really interesting guy for daily. So those are all the guys. Yeah, so... <clears throat> I'll start. Ayuk, I love. Hurts, obviously good. Jeff Wilson, I do worry about, like, it's just Shanahan, right? Like, who knows what he's going to do, even if Mostert is out. He could just be like, oh, it's a McKinnon day. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Die. Die. Stop it. Um, Dobbins, yeah, I, I like Dobbins' talent. Um, the, the usage isn't quite there. I mean, we're seeing Gus Edwards just eat still in that, in that backfield, but I do like Dobbins a little bit. Um, Chad Hansen, I do worry, and we'll get to this in the injury part where, uh, Brandon Cooks is practicing. So if that happens, Hansen's kind of off the board. Yeah. And then Bowden, uh, Salvin Ahmed is, uh, is practicing too. So if that happens, Bowden's probably out too. Um, I know he lines up. Yeah, yeah but they're getting all really... the receivers back too. Right, but they're getting Grant. They're going to get Parker back. Where does Bowden fit? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he got nine targets. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, he gets all the. Yeah, he got a ton of targets, and, and I like I picked him up at a couple of these because like all the injury news was there, and I was like, yeah, why not? I'm going to snatch him up before anybody realizes it. And uh, and then everybody's practicing this week. I was like, oh, oh well, but so I you know I won't be using it. But Diva, yeah, he's like min price, so sure, why not? Um, you never know. He could get, you know, six, seven targets, catch, you know, three or four of them, five of them for, you know, 60 yards and, and make value there. So, all right, AJ, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, you definitely. I mean, he's just been balling out all season long. Um, Hurts, we already talked about. Wilson, uh, I mean, I own Wilson in a couple of leagues and I'll probably be starting him just because those teams are out anyways. So, that's probably why I own Jeff Wilson. 
Um, Dobbins, <laughs> I like. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think a couple other people that are that are there, I might uh, might might mention a little later. So we'll just we'll just leave it at that. All good. All right, so we're gonna rip through some injury news here, Samantha. We'll we'll stop on a couple and ask you some questions here, but this is more of a. a update news segment here i'm going to start here with the players that we know are out and obviously christian mccaffrey it's not official but let's be real it's not happening at this point uh debo samuel hamstring apparently gonna be out a while so at this point i don't even know if we're gonna see the rest of the season um stafford likely out rib injury Thoughts on Marvin Jones and even DeAndre Swift and Hawkinson, who were pretty much locked starts at this point. But, I mean, the backup quarterback is not good there. So, what like, where do those three fall for you in, you know, if, if you do rankings or things like that? Like, where do they fall for you as far as, far as like, comfortable plays this week and, and going forward if Stafford misses time? I mean... Personally, I think that DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson take much less of a hit. I feel like tight ends just tend to be more quarterback-proof. We've seen lots of tight ends do well with terrible quarterbacks. Um, And same with DeAndre Swift. I kind of feel like he'll still get a lot. He might even get more touches because uh, they don't want to give the ball to. Is it Chase Daniel, I assume? Uh, Yeah, that's the two first names. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I mean they might not want to throw too much I think that Marvin Jones does take a pretty significant hit though um, of the three guys Yeah, I I 100% agree there AJ, I'm assuming you do so we can just move on Uh, I do Okay Uh, Alex Smith has a calf injury Did not practice They're saying he still has a chance to play But he hasn't He needs to get in some work obviously So we could be looking at some Dwayne Haskins again. Yay. Um, <clears throat> running backs. Uh, Chase Edmonds' ankle did not practice, so Drake is looking good this week. Uh, Zeke, calf injury, has not practiced. He is doing some side work to try to get some you know, flexibility and strength putting that calf. But, um, I mean, they're saying he's going to start. I got to ask you, though, Smith, at this point, like, do you even trust Zeke? He's been terrible. No, I don't trust Zeke, and he has been, he has made like multiple appearances in my sit column that I wrote for the New York Post. So yeah, I mean it's tough. I don't know who you're sitting. Like I don't know in what universe, unless you're in a ten team league or something like that, where you have a lot of options that you're able to sit him. But you probably wish you had better options. Yeah, I mean I would hope that if you somehow made it to the semifinals and you've got Zeke on your team, that you've probably got some guys on your roster that you've picked up late. You might have snagged like a date, you know, the Mike Davis, the Cam Akers off the waiver wire after somebody dropped them in their leagues. Uh, oh, wait. Um, and then, uh, you know, picked up Dobbins after he was dropped in leagues. I've seen that happen. I got him in one league. Gallman's like, so there's guys that could have been picked yeah. up. I mean, 100% would trust Gallman more than yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that is a huge too. indictment on Zeke right. at this point. <laughs> I mean, we, like, what? How did we get to this point? <laughs> Five, six weeks ago, we laughed at Gallman. We were like, what? Gallman, who cares? We've seen I, this story before. I still don't this understand year, this. Yeah, still this year, Gallman don't work. I don't get it. Uh, but, yeah, no, Elliot for me, is, is ranked running back 20. And I could honestly go lower. Like, it's just been terrible for him. But it feels weird to knock him lower than, like, you know, J.D. McKissick, but I might have to. 
Great, it is my half PPR, so McKissick and PPR might move way ahead of him, but it's yeah, it's so tough with him, and he's been such a disappointment. Um, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay both uh, limited in practice. They're both expected to play, but again, guys, you don't really want to start. David Johnson is off the COVID list. <clears throat> Uh, James Robinson dealing with an, a knee injury, limited, should play. But just to note that, uh, you know, keep an eye out for it. Again, I mentioned uh, Ahmed for for Miami, shoulder, the limited. Um, you know, he gets a huge workload increase with Gaskins already out. Um, obviously, if if Ahmed's out, it's it's a mix of DeAndre Washington probably getting the lead carries, but. Yeah, ooh, you said it, Samantha. You, you stole my thunder here. I had Lynn Bone Jr. Don't sleep on him because he's going to be huge. And I felt like he was much more valuable again with with Ahmed out because he could get those you know backfield looks too. Not that you get a lot of carries, but maybe he get a lot of like you know screens and a little you know side off dump passes and things like that. But um, Raheem Mostert, we've mentioned ankle limited. Uh, sounds like he's on track to play, which kind of surprises me. So that really destroys people who like were just gung ho about Jeff Wilson this week. Uh, Ronald Jones doubtful. It was finger, and now it's COVID. So it just seems really bad for him this week. Uh, fire up the four net, I guess. Uh, Antonio Gibson toe injury did not practice. Seems very doubtful. So AJ, you can go on with the rest. All right. So moving on to the receivers here. Um, Julio game time decision. Jones did not practice dealing with a hamstring. His teammate, Calvin Ridley, dealing with a foot. Uh, he was limited. DJ Moore is off the COVID list, um, but I'm not really high on him this week. Galladay. I don't even know why we're even still talking about him. He might as well just be lumped in with Debo at this point. Alan Lazard is dealing with a core injury still. He's limited. Um, he should play, but he'll probably be on a snap count for the rest of uh, rest of the season here. Uh, we already talked about Brandon Cooks uh, possibly coming back, dealing with a neck injury. He was limited. Robert Woods we also touched on. Um, he did not practice today dealing with a thigh injury. Devontae Parker was limited with hamstring. Jakeem Grant, his teammate, hamstring, limited. I don't know, I guess hamstring is like code for COVID down there, maybe. I don't know. Michael Thomas did not practice dealing with an ankle. Uh, Jameson Crowder did not practice dealing with a calf. Uh, his teammate, Bershard Perryman, was limited dealing with shoulder. And last receiver we have here is A.J. Brown did not practice uh, dealing with an ankle. I mean, this is pretty part of the course for him. He'll likely play. Um and then moving on to tight ends, we've got Austin Hooper, who missed last week in the game of the season, as uh, limited with a neck injury. Him and Cooks have been hanging out, apparently. Trey Burton did not practice with a knee injury. Mike Gusecki did not practice with shoulder injury. He is likely out. And Kyle Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer did not practice with a foot. Um, what's up, Irv Smith? So, moving into our week 15 picks. Take it away, Joe. All right, yeah. So, Samantha, what we like to finish up here with is our week is our weekly picks where we, we do sleepers and busts for quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers. And then we'll do some tight end streamers and defensive streamer picks. 
with our our sleeper picks, our quarterbacks. We use, we like to use the fantasy pros, expert consensus rankings, half PPR, of course, quarterbacks, it's whatever. Uh, but a sleeper is anybody outside the top fifteen. Who you got? It's funny that you say that, the, the PPR thing, because people send me questions yes, they like do. that all the time. <laughs> They're like, Philip Rivers or, I don't know, whatever, half PPR. And I'm like, is Rivers going to be like catching passes out of the wildcat? But like, whatever. Anyway, sorry, tangent. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go with Mitch Trubisky, who is QB 17 in our half PPR rankings. Um, <laughs> he just made just say. <laughs> I thought about picking it and then I looked and went, no. I mean, I know, I know, I know. Like, he looks good for like a couple games and gets like every Bears fan's hope. Like, it's so weird to watch Bears Twitter pivot so quickly. <laughs> it's on like. <laughs> yes. Because yes. like they are all back on the Mitch Trubisky train. Like, they are like ready. <laughs> they are, but anyway, he looked fantastic in week 14, finishes the top seven quarterback in the second straight week. I mean, he's looked good, no interceptions. He's got one of the easier three game stretches to finish out the season Vikings, Jaguars, and Packers on deck from weeks 15 through 17. So, I mean, yeah, I think he's like a really solid QB2 if you're in like a super flex league or in. I think he flirts with QB1 status in Jacksonville. So I think he yep. is a sleeper for this week at week 17. I feel, sorry, at QB17, I feel like he's a little bit undervalued. So I'm, I'm going to set it real quick before you go, AJ. I thought about Trubisky, and then I looked up Minnesota's numbers. Uh, they've been playing phenomenally better against quarterbacks lately. And granted, I know it's Dalton and you get Bridgewater, which is whatever, and then Glennon. But they shut down Brady. They they shut down Stafford. Yeah, it's just like who hasn't? <laughs> but again, we'll, shut down. Yeah, Stafford just, just saying. We're not naming a bunch of quarterbacks who aren't very good, except for probably Brady. But we're also talking about Trubisky. So like, let's be real. Like he's not very good either. So okay, fantastic, great, great for great for Trubisky to, to have a few couple good weeks, but I'd be careful with it against Minnesota, in my opinion. I, I liked it, I almost poked it, but I didn't, because I saw those numbers and was actually kind of surprised against it. I didn't realize Minnesota was playing that much better. So, that's my only, that's my only thought. So, AJ, who do you have? Well, originally, I had uh, Derek Carr, and by humbug to that, because apparently... He didn't even make it long enough to get to the show. Uh, <laughs> so I had to go ahead and change that to Nick Mullins because boo Dallas. I mean, Dallas sucks. Sure. So why not? I, I can to that, sure. Uh, so mine's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, look, I get it's not, a, it's actually not a great matchup for him. Green Bay is actually pretty decent against the pass, but this feels like a game script type of pick here where. They're going to start getting blown out pretty quick, and Teddy's is going to have to pass a lot. Uh, he also gets DJ Moore back, which does not hurt at all. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But they hate DJ Moore. I, that, they that do. I don't get it. Drives me so out of my mind because he's like got a thousand receiving yards last year. He looks like the heir apparent, and 
yeah, like, I don't know what he did to piss off Joe Brady, <laughs> what he did to piss off, like, Teddy Bridgewater, but his usage this year has been legit baffling because I don't think that Robbie Anderson or Curtis Samuel, for that matter, are better receivers than DJ Moore. Nope. I... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 100% that. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. It, it, it was hard to pick a, a sleeper quarterback this week. I kind of liked the rankings for the most part. I don't have them in the same order, but I, I liked pretty much everybody inside the top fifteen that was in the top fifteen. Um, and so, trying to pick somebody outside of it wasn't very easy. I went with Teddy. That's what I got. <laughs> so no, it makes me feel good. I'm a Panthers fan. So <laughs> all right. So a running back sleeper is anybody outside the top twenty-four, and happy PR matters here. So let's go with it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with uh, JD McKissick. So yeah, Seattle's yeah, actually been pretty good. Sorry, so he is RB twenty-six at happy PR. Um, the Seahawks have actually been pretty good uh, against running backs because I feel like at the beginning of the year they were like a joke and every game was going over. And they were just like almost like the Jets. It was like start everyone against him type thing. But they are actually allowing uh, 96 total rushing yards per game, which breaks fourth in the NFL. That said, like McKissick is really like a slot receiver. So I think that he has like a lot of built in kind of floor just because of that. That said, though, I think if Dwayne Haskins does start this game, that does devalue him a little bit because he seems to be Alex Smith's favorite weapon, loves to just do that weird slam pass again and again and again. And, I mean, it's, it works for PPR, but it might be uh, – he might uh, take a little hit if Haskins plays this game. Getting up over that. AJ, who you got? All right. Well, we uh, mentioned this guy earlier, and that's Mr. Gus Edwards. Look, I mean, he's not going to be a big yardage threat at all, but he's definitely a red zone slash goal line threat. Um you know, he's supplanted Ingram in touches and snap percentage easily. I know Ingram missed some time, but done. <laughs> since he came back, they're like, oh, hey, cool. Uh, Justice Hill, you're up, you're in. He's out snapping Ingram. So, you know, that's got to say something for a team that does nothing but, you know, drop it in Cleveland and run the ball. So, why not? And uh, but I like I like us Edwards. I told you to be back, so you know, got to pick your spots. <laughs> Jeff, I love it. Your so off, the wall, off the rails. Well, this is your fault. <laughs> Don't ever underestimate me. You probably didn't expect me to be wearing all of this and uh, drinking eggnog tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mine, uh, mine's Leonard Fournette. Look, Rojo's out. I mean, I don't see any way he plays this week. This is now Fournette's time. He is being, he is ranked criminally low. Like, I don't understand. I know he was, he was benched last week, uh, but they've already said if Rojo's out, Fournette's the guy. So I, I don't see how. Yeah, granted, it might not be a full workload. They're going to mix in McCoy. They'll mix in uh, Ogunbowale or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Really? Keyshawn. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot he got moved. Anyway. I said Shane McCoy. I know. He also sucks, but he's at least still on the team. Okay. Anyway, uh, Fournette is is my guy here, so. I have a little reservation about that, just because. Yeah? I mean, Atlanta, 
they're like sneaky, not bad against running backs. I actually can't tell if they're not if they're actually good against the run or if they're so bad against the pass that no one <laughs> runs against them. And like I know that the result is basically the same for fantasy, but like it's weird to say that I think that it is pretty decent. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess that's at least one of my I I, I do Plus, agree with you. With the I fact have, that I don't think Leonard Fournette is a good running back. So. No, I, I do agree with you, but Fournette's ranked like 54th, and I was like, there's that's no fair, way you can beat that value. <laughs> so that's kind of what I was going with here. Uh, so I, I do agree with you. I don't love it, but desperate times you know, for, for some teams, I'm sure, especially with some of the, the running back injuries we're dealing with. Um, our wide receiver sleeper pick is anybody outside of 36. What you got? Yeah, I have trouble picking you guys this week. I really love a lot of these guys outside the 36 mark, but um, I'm going to go with Russell Gage at wide receiver 40. So if it looks like Julio's going to miss a game, I do feel like he would outperform wide receiver 40 status. Basically, I mean, he put up good numbers last week. Yes, one of those was a passing touchdown to Calvin Ridley, which was actually kind of great because I have a team with Gage and Ridley. So, nice. <laughs> awesome points there. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it feels like it could be a game that Matt Ryan has to throw in a lot. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan hasn't looked great, but I think that, like I said, he could return on at least outperform 40. Yeah. Uh, that, and, and Tampa has been susceptible to opposing wide receivers oh, a lot of high too, so games yeah. against you. Yeah, kind of shocking. Even though the defense is like top notch, it feels like. They but just it's just like it. I feel like they're so tough against the run, but they are yeah. exploitable in other places. Yes. Yeah. Um, so my pick this week. Um, I know we kind of talked down about uh, Baker this week, but you know I love Rashard Higgins. You know, he's back-to-back games with a touchdown, averaged, you know, six receptions a game for those two games, uh, 19 total targets, uh, 81 and a half receiving yards average, and now he has 65 or, or more yards in three of his last four games. So he's really taken on this OBJ role, um, you know, as the go-to guy. And, you know, again, granted, they, they did not have Hooper there last week, so... That kind of helped, and it was such a crazy, awesome game, you know, on all sides of the ball, running and passing. So, um, you know, we talked about the G-men being a pretty good defense, um, but they, they're still kind of middle of, middle of the pack against opposing receivers. So, you know, I, I think we could see a pretty good outing uh, out, of, out of Higgins. Yeah, no, I, I like him. I picked him up in one league. Unfortunately, never really got a chance to play him because my, my receiver core was pretty stacked. But I, I like the fact that I picked him up and held him away from everybody else. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, so mine's James Washington. I mean, look, we all know Deontay Johnson's having issues catching the ball, and, and we saw his workload go down, and Washington's go up last week. And Washington has, has scored two weeks in a row now, and I could see it continue against the lowly Bengals. Pretty easily, so I I like Washington a lot this week. So that's where I'm going. Uh, our bust, excuse me, our bust uh, pick here for quarterbacks is anybody inside the top twelve, and you can include the twelfth if you really want to. Yeah, um, 
this is painful for me because I am starting him in the league, but I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. Um, mm. It's unfortunate, but this Washington pass rush has looked so nasty. Like, that line is yes. amazing. Montez Sweat and Chase Young, you just talked about grown-ass men. Like, they are grown-ass men. <laughs> and they have been up in everyone's face. And, I mean, yeah, we've also seen a little bit of a decline from Wilson. Like, maybe not letting Russ cook as much. But, like, yeah, I mean, he was playing an MVP caliber for, like, the first five games of the season and really has kind of taken himself out of that race. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I think that he could be a bust just because Washington has really boxed up a lot of guys. I mean, he's, he, com- they completely, like, quelled the Steelers' uh, perfect record and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, I think that he could be a bust at QB6. Hey, yeah. That is, uh, that is also my pick this week. So, uh, great minds. But yeah, I, I, same thing. I just had Washington's, they're going to be in his face early and often. They're going to try to make it a one dimensional game for Seattle. And by that, I mean, they're going to try to force him to play better. Um, because it's not going to be an easy day for Carson. Um, I, I just don't, I don't like this game for Seattle. I, I think Washington's going to win and, I think it's it's going to be a bad game for for Wilson. Whew, Washington's going to win. Wow! All right, yeah. I like uh, at this point. I just had to look at the odds. That's uh, it's plus two twenty five. So that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, my higher my higher plane IPA says uh, it agrees. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so as I you look. You both picked who I really wanted to. Um, AJ got to it first, so I picked somebody different. But as I alluded to earlier, I, I just kind of like the rankings. I like where everybody fit in their slots, maybe not in the exact order, but top 15, top 12, was it my top 15, top 12, etc. But I got to pick something for the show. I went with Tom Brady. Look, I know Atlanta's pass defense is still bad, but they've been better. Um the defense as a whole has just been better. And Brady hasn't been performing like he has, you know, like we expect him to either. And we're getting Mike Evans and Godwin not 100%. AB hasn't really been a whole lot to really write home about. Um, you know, Rojo injury maybe forces him to pass a bit more. But I don't know, just something gut feeling tells me this is an off game for this entire team. And Atlanta could upset them, in my opinion. So... Uh, give me the odds on that one too, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. it's, uh, Atlanta is plus 220. All right. So, hey, not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tampa probably wins, but I mean, it feels like, you know, this, this team's just off right now. There's just so many injuries. The defense could probably keep them in it, even though, you know, they, they do allow some yards and some fantasy points, but they, you know, they are able to stop teams in in the long run. So, and with Julio out, you know, the Atlanta offense is pretty trash. So, all right, running backs here, anybody inside the top 20? Sure. Yeah. Uh, we already kind of talked about this guy, but I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott against the 49ers. He is RB 19 and half PPR. So San Francisco, in spite of like losing a lot, like I mean, I feel like they must be the most injured team. But like, as in spite of losing a lot of their really good playmakers, they also like DeForest Buckner left in free agency in the off season. Um, but they're actually 
been really good against running backs. They gave up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. We talked about Beak's problems. Like, I don't know what's wrong with him. There, you can attribute at least some of it to the fact that Andy Dalton is a huge downgrade from Dak Prescott. But then it's also, we've seen, I, I mean, even in situations where I think he should thrive, he hasn't been thriving. And we've seen the ball security issues and all those things. So, I don't know, just worried that, you know, he could fall pretty far outside that. RB2 range. 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, AJ. Uh, yeah, I like the Z pick and I, I had my eyes on that one, but then I, uh, I crept a little farther up and I went with James Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I know he's questionable, um, you know, or limited with the knee injury, but again, he should play. I just don't like him against the Baltimore defense. Um, they've been susceptible to the run, you know, a little bit. This season, uh, they're, they're still fairly average, but you know, Robinson only has one game since the week eight bye where he's had over 20 fantasy points. Um, he's had a couple around 15, 16 as well. But you know, if Clay's Campbell is going to play, and you know, granted, he didn't practice on Wednesday, I'm not sure what his status was for today. Uh, he's dealing with a calf injury. He's going to be trying to get into that Jacksonville backfield all game. I mean, he's he's got the revenge game, you know, uh, going on. So I just think it's going to be a tough tough battle for for Robinson. I was actually looking at him too for for this pick as well. Yeah, I I, I have three there, so I went a different way though. I went with DeAndre Swift again. It's more just that I feel like this whole offense is. Is going to suffer without without Stafford there. Game could be a blowout pretty quickly, and they're just not going to utilize the run game. I know Swift can catch passes out of the backfield, so he'll still carry a little bit of value, but it's not going to be it's not going to be anything you really want to rely on here. So, careful with starting Swift. You've got options that are close, so you might want to take the chance on them. Close out here our our sleep our bust. We're going to do our receivers. talking about Jeff. Slow your roll. Jeff drinking. Um, <laughs> got it. <a>, sure. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. Our receivers, anybody inside the top 24? Sure. I We've kind of talked about this offense and our concerns with it. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett at Washington. He is wide receiver 17 and a half PPR, so I mean, it's not just the matchup, like the matchup's bad, but it has been a disappointing stretch for Lockett managers. Uh, I mean, he's, yeah. just, he's fallen shy of that top 30 mark in eight of the last 10 games. And yeah, he caught five of five passes last week for 52 yards, but as he gets the Jets, like everyone is supposed to carve up them. They rank 31st in passing yards allowed. So but he goes from a team that ranks 31st in passing yards allowed to Washington, who literally is on the opposite side of the spectrum, allows the second fewest fantasy points allowed to wide receivers this year. So, uh, I mean, it's another situation that we were talking about with, like, Zeke. You probably maybe are not in a situation to sit him, but, like, you probably wish you, you could. Yeah. Yeah, I was like that in a couple of leagues that I had him in, unfortunately. All right, AJ, who you got? I was originally going to go with Michael Thomas here. Um, you know, I feel like he has been good with, with Hill under center, as we already alluded to. But, 
Kansas City is just so good against opposing wide receivers this year. They've only given up three 100-yard games, and one of them was to um, PEDs Fuller, uh, who went uh, 8 for 112 on 10 targets. Um, One was to uh, Henry Ruggs, who had two receptions for 118 and a touchdown. Granted, the touchdown was a 72-yard bomb. Uh, and the last one is Curtis Samuel, who kind of had like the really only good game of the 100-yard guys, going 9 for 9, 105 and a touchdown. But that's mostly because DJ Moore was, you know, being DJ Moore this year. So uh, we're making that a verb now, too. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I just I don't I don't love the matchup for Thomas. Um, you know, we already talked about Kamara getting a little more friendly with Hill, I guess. Uh, you know, he's got the ankle ailment; he's not really practicing. So, you know, all that being said, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Joe. All right, uh, I'm totally confused, but yeah, you're welcome. And I'm also confused because Kalen Ballage just scored the touchdown for the Chargers and not Austin Eckler. So is Austin Eckler even like he the- came off the field like once they got inside the ten yard line or something? So yeah. it's it- killing me. Oh, oh awesome. Yeah, so so Jeff is telling us behind the mic that you guys can't hear that Eckler has less red zone touches than everybody on the Chargers, including the entire defense. No, just kidding. But yeah, pretty much on the entire offense that matters. There's an eligible lineman who has checked in and had more red zone appearances than Eckler this year. Um, I feel like fun fact. It's the, like, Simpsons gif. It's like, stop. Yeah. He's already dead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or it's Homer wearing an Eckler jersey just going into the bush and never coming back out. Disappearing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Terry McLaurin is my receiver. Look, we know Seattle's secondary has been bad this year overall, but you look back the last few weeks, they've been really good. And... I get it. It's been against the Giants, the Eagles, and the Jets. Teams are not really you know, excited about. But look, it's not like Alex Smith or even Dwayne Haskins is going to light up against anyone. Um, Seattle really did turn a corner. And look, McLaurin has five fantasy points in the last two weeks. He's caught like four passes total. It's It's been brutal for him. So I just... I can't get on board with really, you know, him being a, a true star. I keep moving him down every time I do my rankings. At some point I'm going to stop but because I know he had that potential just to blow up. But he just feels like another bust this week to me. Um, so our streamer picks here, we do a tight end and a defense, both 60% owned or less, according to Yahoo. Uh, Samantha, who do you have for tight end streamer? Sure, I'm going to go with Irv Smith at 14% rostered. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, he has looked great with Kyle Rudolph off the field. I don't think, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but there's a good chance that Kyle Rudolph doesn't play this game. Um, He finishes 
tight end three last week, uh, caught 63 yards and a touchdown. I think he's a really worthwhile streamer this week against the Bears, who, yeah, had a decent defense this year, but they are actually sneaky bad against tight ends. Yes, and they're giving up these six most fantasy points to tight ends this season. So I think he could do a lot worse than Irv Smith this week, and he's widely available. 100% the notes I had. So, AJ, you, you finish up tight ends. Who you got? All right. Well, I'm going for a super deep dive, and it's the guy that uh, I grabbed at, what was it, like 3.20 a.m. or so when I randomly woke up feeling awake at the couch the other night. Um, Mr. Dan Arnold. I mean, dude, he's owned in, what, like uh, 2%? Uh, yeah, 2% rostered in uh, Yahoo Leagues right now. Um, there's probably a good reason for that. But after the last, yeah, after the last two weeks, drafted him as Scuffish, actually. <laughs> and it dropped him three weeks later. It it might have. I don't, <laughs> no, I think I took PJ Walker as a flyer instead of Arnold, but that didn't work. That also worked out about 13 weeks yeah. later. Also, my first drop. Um, He's got four receptions in the last two weeks, uh, a combined 88 yards across those games, and three touchdowns. So you'd think, okay, well, that, that sounds pretty good. Well, yeah, you look at the numbers a little bit more. He's obviously touchdown dependent, but he's getting his targets for the most part in the red zone. He had a seven-yard touchdown in week 14, a two-yard touchdown uh, in week 13, and then a 59-yard touchdown in week 13. So both of his catches in week 13 randomly were touchdown. But, you know, I, I just think if you're looking for upside and he's going against the Eagles, who frankly suck this year, uh, I hate to say it, but, you know, it's uh, they've, they've given up good games to Tanyan, to Cook, uh, both end zone games. Uh, Nick Boyle found the end zone against them. Uh, George Kittle absolutely demolished them, going 15 of 15 for 183 and a touchdown. Granted, Dan Arnold is no George Kittle. <laughs> Even no. with Kittle's <laughs> current sure. health situation, <laughs> um, I think he could outplay him. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's tight ends. <laughs> no, wrong. They both wear red jerseys as well. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. So our defense streamer to close the show out here, Samantha, is uh, anybody, any team in, own 60% or less in Yahoo? Uh, what you got? Mm, it was a tough call yeah. between Minnesota and Tennessee. I am gonna lean Tennessee here even though they don't have a good defense they have in certain weeks put up points on the DSC side and I think this is contingent on Stafford not playing and this whole offense kind of imploding so I think it could be very low scoring on the other side of the ball so I think it's they probably have the best matchup of the guys that are of the units that are widely available yeah, that was mine. Uh, it was the Stafford injury, and yeah, look, I actually kind of like the matchup anyway, but I like it more now. So that's that's who I went with. AJ, I'll let you finish it up. Well, uh, that's pretty amazing because I already Minnesota. That's <laughs> my uh, my pick here. 
you know, their defense is kind of kind of up and down this year, but they put up a 10 spot against Chicago earlier this year. Um, you know, they still have a really solid run defense. So as awesome as Montgomery's been the past few weeks, uh, you know, I think he could have a little bit more of an uphill battle this week. Um, you're probably still starting him in most leagues. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of like the upside of Minnesota. They're playing at home. Um, you know, obviously they have the suddenly stellar Mitch Trubisky, but this could also just be a Mitch game. Like this could be yeah. the Mitch game this, this <laughs> where he throws three interceptions. Whatever. All the Mitch games. Such <laughs> a great <laughs> game last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the reason he had such a great game last week is because I was going up against my new nemesis in my home league, the guy that beat me in the championship last year um, and has beat me twice this year in regular season. I had to play him again as the opening round, uh, and he flattened me again, but because I dropped Trubisky. So that, that's, that's why that happened. I know it's my fault. My my team on paper was phenomenal coming into this year, and thank you, injuries and everything else. It doesn't matter. Fantasy football mm-hmm. just injuries. Mm-hmm. I'll blame it on anything I can. It's not my fault. All right. I didn't do the game. We're 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 gonna we're gonna pour a little. No, it's gonna not pour anything out. Um, <laughs> so, all right, that's it. We got. That's all we got for the show. Samantha, I want to thank you again for coming on to the show. Before you uh, leave, let everybody know where they can find you on the internet. Sure. Uh, You can find all of my written work at nypost.com slash football and all 450 articles in 2020. And uh, yeah, uh, you can... uh, (laughs) find me on twitter at samantha nfl very easy to remember and then i'm on tiktok and instagram at s for me that's s-p-r-e-v-i-t-e uh not super active on instagram but i am like very much on tiktok uh it's a very fledgling fantasy football community i anticipate all you guys joining and doing (laughs) stupid handstands with me as well so yeah um find me there for kind of all silly content i my twitter feed is like literally just all insanity it's like cookies and assembling furniture and weird dating stories and some fantasy football of course and i love all of it that's yeah <laughs> i i saw it was just like i wrote jeff like two weeks ago i was like this is awesome i want her on our show <laughs> he's like i'm on it he was so excited <laughs> yeah i don't know about the handstands thing aj i don't know about you man if i try to handstand i might break my neck <laughs> It'd be bad. I don't know. I have to. I have to get my. I have to get the lights in the show here. So <laughs> okay, see the full, the full view. Look at me. <laughs> everything I got going on. Out of the way, Mike. Oh jeez. Yes. Um. I. I could attempt to do a handset. I don't know what I'm doing with the camera. No, now. we're, totally we're not, not going to try this now. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not saying right this second. Uh, it looked yes. like you were trying to clear everything off and like, yeah, I'm going to stand on my desk right there, and like... kick the ceiling and wake everybody up. That's, that's going to go over <laughs> real well. They'll come down to see me lit up with an empty, huge goblet of no more eggnog and what the fuck. So, no. <laughs> not doing that. 
Believe me, uh, taping that one was harrowing. So now I do have furniture, and which has definitely limited my space for all of these. Like walking ridiculous. around the entire room. I was like, this is impressive as hell. Uh, believe me, timing that was the hardest part. Like I could, the handstands are not hard, but getting it timed with all the clips and everything was a lot harder than it looks, I think. So there were some that people were like, I can't tell where you went. And I'm like, I did my best here. Read <laughs> my start sit article. <laughs> anytime you can anytime you can do a handstand for that long is yeah, impressive to me. So it doesn't matter <laughs> what else had to happen. So all right, again, we gotta close out. But uh thank you again for coming on the show. It was a good time. Thank you Hope so much begin. for having me. Yes. All right, thanks. Have a good night. All right, Jeff, I think we are done. So close us out, man. Cheers. <laughs>